What is up? Welcome to another episode of Big Rip Energy. I'm Jordan Hall, joined by possibly the luckiest man on earth. It's Kyle O'Connor. Kyle, tell the people the story. All right, so happened again. You heard in the last episode that the first ever Contenders box hobby I bought, uh, Andy picked out at his shop, and it was the Herbert Cracked Ice. This was the real Contenders, paper Contenders. Um, ended up selling it back to Andy. And then a couple weeks later... I was in Wichita, and I decided to get another Contenders box and hit the Herbert playoff ticket to 49. This, again, out of real Contenders. Um, so I was two for two in big-time Herbert pulls. I had not touched Contenders since. Andy said never touch Contenders yeah, again. why would you? Your there, luck, there's no luck left. Yes, yet. your luck has run out. But? But the other night, take a bath. I go downstairs, and I, I, I you know that I don't have notifications on my phone. You know I'm... Everything has to be clear at all times. Alarmingly so. Yes. yes. I I was real bored. I decided to check Facebook, and Doc from Wax Up had just posted a uh, an NFL uh, team break. And it was random, so it was 290 a spot, so it wasn't pick your team. And I threw the X1 in there. And then I'm going through it, and I'm counting, and I'm like, I don't think I got in the top 32. So I almost deleted my comment. Which is so funny. That's so so next level OCD. Like, it is. Nobody <laughs> else would know, but you know. But I know. That, that comment is sitting out there, and it must be destroyed. <laughs> I, I almost deleted it. Um, I did it, and I just like kind of started doing something else. And like 15 minutes later, I checked. So I rarely check Facebook, but I will often check uh, Messenger, because that's where I sell and buy a of decent course. amount of cards. So I just popped open Messenger like 15 minutes later, and I have a message from Doc being like, Hey, brother, we're full. Can you pay? I'm like, sweet, I got in. So I got in at the 31st spot, saved by the bell. And I pop on, they're running the randomizer. I think they went 13. The 13th one, boom, Chargers hit 31. Unbelievable. And I'm like, well, this is pretty cool for 290. So did it ever cross your mind to try and sell? Yeah, immediately. I was like, all right, I got to sell this spot because that's, if it was pick your team, it was, so it was an inner case of contenders optic and a select hobby. Like that is we're talking high-end stuff. So Chargers pick your team would have been insanely expensive. I was leaning towards selling it. I didn't. I held it. Um, I think that was the right play for you with your your Justin Herbert. Yeah. Luck. Like, if it was any other team, if you had gotten, like, Lawrence or something, like the Jags, I'd be like, yeah, go ahead and sell. Yeah. You, oh, that's the wrong year. Never mind. Bengals. Bengals. Although I would have stayed there anyway. But, like, uh, yeah, Dolphins, Eagles, something like All that. All that nonsense. Yeah, for so, sure. So I, I stuck. And we get going and uh, do the first half of the case, which was five hobbies, um, nothing. And then the select hit a field level silver for Herbert, which paid for my uh, break fee plus some. Like, I'm already in the profit at this point. So there's five boxes left. First four boxes, nothing. Last box we get... um, Second to last card is the case hit, which was an end zone Herbert. So even more in the profit. I'm pretty happy at this point. Last hit, Doc says, I'm not even going to do anything with uh, the dramas, make it any more dramatic than it has to be. I'm just flipping the card. He flips it, and he just goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it was a cracked ice Herbert yet again. What number was this one? 17 to 22. So the first one, I don't even know if we mentioned this in the last podcast, but it was the jersey match. So it was 10 of 22 um, on the on the real contenders. So this one was another cracked ice. So now I have 
been involved with three. Literally, what, like 11% of all of that specific cards in the world have been it's, pulled Yeah, you. so it's to 22, and then the optic is to 22, and then even the playoff ticket is only to 49. Um, so I'm three for three with big-time Herbert hits on contenders. Now I'm done, unless maybe there's another random break. Um, but that's what happened. So it's scheduled. We're recording today on Tuesday, and it's scheduled to arrive at Andy's shop today. He's going to look it over, hopefully give it the thumbs up. If it's real clean, going to send off to PSA, hope to get the 10-10. Most of Herbert's autos, 10. He he does very well with his autos. He's not, not, got a good looking signature. He's not like Anthony Edwards that just refuses to center an autograph. Um, <laughs> but so <what> is yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're hoping for a 10-10. Um, if it's not that clean, we'll probably send it to Beckett and get a 9-5-10, and he just sold a 9-5-10 like a month ago. So there's a pretty fairly solid recent comp. 10-10 um, would obviously be... But if you, if you send it to Beckett, that's an auto sell after that, right? It's t- Do you have any Beckett slides? I, ha- I have none. So I have... It's so here, ugly. Here's the Hashtag other. normalize SGC. SGC slabs are much better looking. So than much better. Well, the one, the one plus you get with Beckett slabs is you get subgrades. Um, but it... If I did want to hold it in a Beckett slab, it wouldn't be the worst thing because I have my slab case. Mm-hmm. But then I keep, like, like there's another Herbert and there's a Mahomes that I keep, like, in my safe. Oh. I don't even see those, so it wouldn't That's really true. bother me that much. Yeah. Um, so I could just throw it in there. But, yeah, Beckett slabs are so incredibly ugly. Like, Massive. I won't buy Massive uglies. I won't buy a card. No, definitely not. I'm a PSA slob. It's not a slob. Snob. Both. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have... SGC coming back soon. That's right. As we sent off to uh, who you're going to hear on this episode. Yeah, Chris. Chris, Chris Kelsey from Nash Cards. We subbed probably 20 between the two of us. He uh, looked over, I think there was like five or six that he was like, you know, I, I, I wouldn't send these in. Um, and the rest of them, I think we had each had a Kobe rookie. Uh, in addition, I had a bunch of soccer. You had a bunch of... I, I don't remember you, what I said. You had a Bobby Witt. Alcantara, um, the Alcantara, uh, and you have uh, you sent us soccer too. The white sparkle, the white sparkle, some Grady guy. T and Ghana. Yeah, that guy. That's one. That's a that's a deep cut. That's for the sharks. Right there. <laughs> and before we get into the interview with Chris, this past weekend we saw the man you heard last week, Andy Albert. Got to hang out with Andy on his home turf at the at Notre Dame. Uh, this was my first tailgate experience because the this this past year was my first year. You wasted no time getting after it. Oh, we got we are right after it. There was some sort of. <laughs> Whipped cream shots that just cream yeah, just just right down. I was hungover for three days after <laughs> that one. I'm actually still a little buzzed. Um, but it's you heard on the last episode that Andy's dad has been tailgating in the same spot for 28 years. Literally, has not Bruce missed a game. Shout out Bruce the man. He has his name carved in the tree at his spot, and he hasn't missed a game at Notre Dame Stadium in 31 years. So he takes it very seriously. Great time. Andy and his siblings were up. It was it was an awesome time. Talked a lot of cards. A lot of cards. Um, a couple of Andy's buddies, big into baseball. Big into baseball. Who wants his three buys? He's got so he's got Ichiro, Albert Pujols, and Mike Trout. Yep. I want to get into Ichiro. I, I will we'll try and keep this short. But he was talking about how the Asian market is about to explode when it comes to the hobby. Ichiro is prop Ichiro Yao Ming, maybe Hyunmin Song when it comes to soccer, probably the three best Coast Asian. Guy. Kosuke, three best Asian athletes of all time. Like, I, I think it's a really good idea to get in on the ground floor and some of those guys. Like, I mean, Ichiro was incredible. Yeah. People forget about that. And he also had a lot of love for your guy, Miggy. Yeah, him and, him and Pujols. He said that, but he said that Miggy and Trout are the two of the best right-handed hitters he's ever seen. Which, he said maybe ever. Yeah, which, I mean, he's a little bit older than he, us. He's seen a little bit more ball. 
I'd like to think that Miggy's there, but I know that that's, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit biased just because I'm a Tigers guy. But, yeah, I think they're both really good buys. You you, you were looking into some of the trout prices. They're, they're I mean, still like trout. Yeah, I mean, it's a discount for trout, but, I mean, it's it's still you're going to spend a healthy amount of money. I, I told him that I'm going to go heavy into Soto. He said do it in January. But this is the difference between, like, people like us and people like Andy. Andy comes over. I was like, all right, your boys talked me into buying a big Soto, which would be his first Bowman Chrome signed. And Andy's like, yeah, I think I only have a few of Soto. He pulls out his phone. Just a few, yeah. And he has, like, the first Bowman Blue, a 9 5 10. Um, yeah, all three of them were. Bangers. Another first Bowman numbered 9 5 10. And he has his Topps Heritage, which was hand numbered. Uh, he signed it and then, like, hand numbered it, like, 53 to 100. Like, I'm like, all right, we're on. That's, we're that's on a different level. That's really cool. Yeah. The, the hand numbered. Yeah. Big fan. That of was that. the first I had seen that. Yeah, I hadn't even seen that. But that's uh, yeah, that that's monster type stuff. But uh, we move on to this week, and we have Chris Kelsey, who was awesome. We we saw Chris in person, um, and Kenny Anderson, who you're going to hear from later in the show. Both of them in person. I think what a day apart. Yeah, something. Like Kenny that. was the same day as Andy, and then uh, Chris was Chris the was the next day. day. Yeah. But Chris, his shop was like there was. I've never seen more slabs in my entire life. Ev- literally to. everywhere, slabs everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. and shipping supplies everywhere. And he has a ton like of a wax. Store. Um, we hung out there. We we bought some slabs. Yeah, bought I, some uh, wax. I I bought a uh, hobby of MLS Chrome, and from that is where I pulled my uh, Ricardo Pepe auto, uh, which we'll we'll get into. A literally, what you were show. chasing. Yes, that was. That. If I could have picked a card to be in there, I mean, obviously, I'd have thrown like a numbered one. But in terms of looking for that was that was what I was chasing. It was Ricardo Pepiato. And I bought a uh, 2021 Bowman Chrome hobby that I proceeded to um, just yeah, forget most of the like, cards. The the five hits and you just, yeah, left, just the left the rest. Here's a tip. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it it was an awesome time and this interview is great, Chris. I love my favorite part that you'll hear is um, his mindset when people assume that he leaves where all cards were all for a reason. And yeah. that's, that's really not the case. It's very funny. But anything else? We want to get to Chris. No, let's just jump right into it. All right, here's Chris Kelsey, Nash Cards. We now welcome on Chris Kelsey of Nash Cards. We're all the way down here in Nashville, Music City. Chris, thanks for joining us. Oh, no problem, man. I'm glad to be here. So you're making some waves in the card community. I think Nash Cards is getting to be a bigger and bigger brand. Um, you obviously have Wax here. What you're most known for right now um, is being the submission place, um, especially the relationship that you have with SGC. Uh, can you take us back into – let's start with this. How long have you been a collector? Uh, you know, the term collector is a little a little subjective anyway. Um, some people would say I'm not a collector because I've never – even when I was not a dealer, um, I never, like, took cards, put them in a box – and was like, these are mine. I'm going to keep them forever. Yeah. That's not how I experience cards. Um, I always like, to me, it's the thrill of the rip, the chase, uh, trading, interacting, and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, since if you look at it that way, I would say I got back into it in like 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I never really had like my own like collection. When did you become interested in doing the submissions with SGC? Uh, with SGC, either I think so. You you've been doing submissions. I think you're yeah. most well known for. If you want to sub with SGC, you have to go through Nash and Cards. It's now. funny you say that though, because it's like before we even sent one card to SGC, we 
updated approach. I believe they told us we were top 11 PSA really? in the country. Wow. Um, yeah, so, yeah, within, start with that. What led to within that? Within six months. Uh, we launched in July of last year. Mm -hmm. And by that, for that fiscal year, we were in top 11 for submissions. We were up to, by the time they closed down their services, we were up to six to 7,000 cards a week Jeez. out of here. For PSA. So it's funny that you <laughs> say we're lot. known as the SGC What does that guys. even look like? 67,000 cards per week? No, not 627,000. Okay. That oh. makes a little bit more. Yeah. That makes 67,000 no. would be incredible. Even 627,000. Yes. We're talking there's only 24 hours in a day. Uh, what's your staff like here? How many of you are there? Uh, we're working on that. It's been a constant battle of trying to figure out, um, especially because you know, we, we were growing as a staff um, when PSA was just cooking, right? And then all of a sudden they just turned off. We went from six to 7,000 in a week mm -hmm. to about six to seven cards a week. And, you know, obviously that hurts my projections and my, my inflow, uh, income and money, you know? Um, so we, we didn't want to grow too fast yep. and expand with staff too fast. And I was always aware that things shift really quick in the grading community. Mm -hmm. Um, but right now we have, uh, I, th I think it's probably like a team, a total team of like nine to 10 people that contribute in some way to the bulk submission process. It's got to be hard to keep shipping supplies in here, <laughs> just constantly sending yes. stuff out. As, as, as you walked into, we got our Uline <laughs> shipment today of boxes. Um, and we have a pretty small space to uh, store. So it is, you know, on Mondays and Tuesdays when we're closed down, this becomes a shipping warehouse and like just, we just cook them out can you talk about then so you were doing six to seven thousand cards a week with psa psa shut down um mm -hmm. obviously that changed things in a big way and like i said now i you're very well known as being the sgc place mm -hmm. um it, it seems like you identified sgc was going to pop like they did early on yeah um you know i like to think at least that i'm known for like always being transparent and trying to give an accurate view of like what I see or what mm -hmm. I feel that's going on in the community. And, um, you know, I'm not a person that's ever, even though I have a lot of followers on my Instagram, you probably have never seen a promotion of anything on there. Um, I don't do promotions. I'm not like, I'm like pushing people away just for money, you know, a certain direction. So once PSA shut down, uh, we really just hit the ground running into all the grading companies trying to figure out who I thought would emerge as, the place to go. I mean, someone, people were going to grade cards, right? You know, they were, PSA shuts down, like they're going to go somewhere else. We just had to figure out where, um, I'll be honest. I thought it was going to be CSG mm -hmm. when, when they shut down, we went hard at them. We went hard at SGC as well. Um, and after my conversations with them and sending some sample cards, uh, once I got my first batch back from SGC, I was, I turned to my team and I was like, this is it. You know, I was like, this is, this is fair grading. Uh, nice looking slabs. I got it back in like two to three weeks. At that point, I believe the price point was like 30 something dollars when they were trying to get it right, yep. you know? Um, but even at $35, I believe it was, it was like, there is a market here. There's a bunch of cards that I could utilize in this space and send off to get graded. And I was like, this is going to be the way we need to, we need to go hard at SGC. And for those listening that may not know, SGC is the tuxedo slab, so it's tuxedo time. Um, about how many uh, – your, your peak may even be right now. About how many SGC submissions are you doing? 
I believe we're we're currently um, in the range. I mean, it varies week to week, but uh, we're currently somewhere in between 2,000 and 3,000 cards wow. out a week to SGC, yeah. which is very impressive. Um, it's a whole different process than PSA, so we really had to pivot um, in our systems, uh, our team, the way we ship, everything. So it's been a battle, but uh, you know we're getting there. We're getting better every day, and we're looking to get even probably double that here soon. So let's go back to the beginning. Sure. Man. Collecting as a kid. Uh, what sports were you big into? Were you even into collecting uh, as a kid? Yeah, so my parents and stuff, I mean, we would get the occasional, like, baseball cards and basketball cards as presents. Um, I would put them in the binder, and then I remember, like, I remember being disappointed you couldn't utilize them. Like, you couldn't use them. We used to, I remember even playing uh, baseball with my baseball cards and bending my Ken Griffey and, and my brothers harassing me for... <laughs> you know ruining my card and me just not like i never was a collector you know i've always wanted to use my stuff um so i never like got really into the sports cards from that um but you know my i had an older brother who got me into magic the gathering and from there we did some star wars ccg we were ripping like packs of rage it was like some werewolf game um all sorts of these new ccgs were popping up after mtd uh got real big and that's where I kind of got my way with cards as an early lad. Um, but it, it, it lasted, it was very short lived. I'm saying like maybe from ages six to 10. Um, and then I just got heavy into actual sports, you know, and I was like, cards are for nerds. And, and, <laughs> and what, it ran what away. What sports were you into? Oh, I played basketball, baseball, uh, mostly throughout Love high school. It. I awesome. played some other stuff, but. Do you still play any sports? No, <laughs> I would no. love to get back on the court. Like I, I play some pickup here and there, but that's about it. Um, do you still rip non-sports cards? Non-sports, yes. We uh, Pokemon has got got yeah. me a little hooked. Um, Isn't like Game of Thrones has cards that go for quite a bit? I think so. Yeah. I haven't. I'm not a TV watcher. I've seen some so Seinfeld cards that I've I have, I have on the witch on my watch list. On I'm eBay. trying to think. You got me thinking because I'm sure I've ripped something that's a little different. What's um, the pack you have? That you were asking about at Andy's that we were going to rip? Oh, Des I have uh, Desert Storm cards. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Saddam Hussein one yeah. in there. Definitely going to get that graded. <laughs> you rip that. Yeah, you'll be seeing that come through for us for SDC submission. <laughs> when we have a documentary on Saddam yeah. or like whatever, it's going to just blow up. I could see it. With the news um, with Fanatics, you know, taking over everything by 2026. Um, so on the last episode, we talked to Andy. Um, he, I don't know. He, he seemed a little off balance about it. Um, his insight's going to be so much better than mine. Yeah. It was, I mean, just, do you have any, I guess just off the head thoughts? Um, so they are down for the three main sports now, MLB, NFL, NBA. I think one of them's 2024. The other two are 2026. Um, I don't think in your case, it, I mean, who knows? I don't think it'll impact you as much given what a lot of your business does but one thing that came up with andy's do you think they are going to also try to bring in grading in-house i believe it i mean no uh sports card nonsense i, I saw mike giuseffi yeah. put out a video that they got an email from fanatics yep. and in that fanatics uh email said that they were going to have grading in their fanatics marketplace that they're creating so <clears throat> I know they have connections with CSG, too, I believe. I think they bought CSG, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's an in-house kind of way to do that. Um, I don't know, you know, and I don't think any of us can know. 
And the last thing I want to do is stress for four years and rip, <laughs> and rip my hair out. Yeah, that's a future me problem. Yeah, that's, that's a future me problem. So right now I'm just kind of chilling and yeah. living one day at a time and just kind of like not letting that news bother me. Yeah. Um, it brings a lot of fear into a lot of people. And even collectors are worried about, you know. I'm what, worried about will my PSA slabs hold up. Or, or, they're in, or you're going to be worried about like what top sets are turning into. You know, no. people have been collecting a top baseball set for every year for years, you know. Um, I get that, but you know, I think what I'm trying to focus on is that at the end of the day, this is a collector's hobby, mm-hmm. um, and the collectors dictate what is what. You know, uh, they they choose what's the best cards. You know, we ha- we have the end say in everything. We make the markets. We're the ones buying the cards. So um, I just hope that you know we all just stick together. And if a company like Fanatics gets a little too aggressive with what they do, then we do the right thing and not purchase it or or kind of you know make them steer in the direction we want them to go so that's my take and that's what i'm hoping i don't know if it's going to work and but we'll find out (laughs) so you mentioned best cards uh you obviously have a very impressive wax wall here i'm hoping that you've ripped one of at least most of them what is your what is your favorite product to rip my favorite stuff to rip is ever morphing um I would say some would say it's Bowman, Bowman Chrome, which would be Bowman Draft is my favorite set of the year of Bowman. Um, I rip a lot of Bowman Draft. Yeah, I love it's the right table for we that. We love talk. Bowman. Yeah. We love Bowman. Oh my god! Because Bowman Draft is that product where it's like you can hit a really good box and you're like, "Wow, that was awesome!" You know, I made money, or you know, that box was better. And then you can also hit a really crappy box and you're just like. Well, I'll throw it in the closet. Yeah. Maybe in five Some of these dudes years. Will my pan out. Yeah, yeah, right. Well just do it's a money one, box. Split the difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, a good friend told me you never lose in a box until you actually sell the cards. Yeah. So uh, Bowman's like the epitome of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you know, even in a bad box, just don't sell it, and then it's not a bad box until you sell it. You have a lot of Bowman under the glass. I do. Yeah. Yeah, we like we like Bowman here. Um, that's probably my favorite. Do you? Um, so as I mentioned, I think before we started recording, uh, last time I saw you, we were at Andy's shop and you opened some hockey. Yes. How often do you open hockey? Very rarely. Really? Um, you just felt like it that day? I love black diamond hockey. Yeah, do you? I, I don't know why that It was set, a good box too, wasn't it? Was it? Just, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah it had some, uh, some you good You got the Predators in goalie in there? Yes. Yeah. You have a good memory. I do. Yeah. I almost <laughs> forgot who was in that box. I ripped too much. Um, I, so... The, the hockey thing is, is that, you know, I used to be a baseball only dealer and that was way back, you know, just show, when I was doing shows and I knew as if I wanted to grow into a bigger business one day, I had to do everything. And so I find the best way to learn something is just to dive right in. And the best way to dive right in is ripping it. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> good luck. This year has been it's great. You're on the motto, right show. Right? This show is literally called Big Rip Energy. So oh, there you go. No, honestly, this whole year I've been ripping soccer and hockey. There we go. Because I know nothing soccer about guy. soccer and hockey. And I'm like, this is the only way I'm going to learn the cards, like, by just touching them, feeling them, experiencing the rip, you know, like, the, you know, I, I don't know. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love soccer cards. I think it's one of the better values out there. I feel like I've asked all of the various card shop owners that we've talked to, mm-hmm. like, what's the best value and why is it soccer? <laughs> you know, it could be a lot of – I guess I'm a little disappointed because, like, um, what's coming up, the World Cup? Or yeah, the World, the World Cup Cup's is coming, coming up, up like, and the Euro Cup just happened, right? right? Yep. And so, like, before the Euro Cup, it was like these two cups mm. are upcoming, and it's going to make the soccer market crazy. 
and the Euro Cup, hey, and things didn't really shift that much with the Euro Cup. I think we'll see that a little bit as we get towards the spring, because that'll be like the peak of the of the club season. Of the and club. Mbappe went out early, didn't he? Yeah, in the Euro yeah Cup. that was kind of a bummer. Like, it was. Fran- yeah, France really should have gone further than they did. It, it seemed like some of the teams that you were, the guys you were rooting for were the guys like missing PKs or were the guys like not yeah. making it on. And it kind of like the, what I was saying, it didn't really bring energy to the card market. Yeah. Yeah. And so I felt like I was like, you know, lied to a little bit. I was like, ah, I wanted it to Only go The only solution up. is to rip more. I will someday. Yeah. <laughs> the nice thing is we, we can blame the Brits or whoever. Definitely <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not American fault. Yes. How often do people come in here wanting to sell their collections? And how frustrating is it? Um, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Andy told you some stories. <laughs> Andy's been doing this for a long time. I love Andy. Um, I'm sure he's got way more insight and wit on that kind of stuff. But it, it can get frustrating. I try to take it just like one breath at a time. Um, my guys make fun. If you hear me say, cool card, man, over, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over and over again, that usually means. All right, that's what we're putting on the shirt we send to them. Yeah, cool card, man. Card, man. <laughs> I'm tabbing out yeah. soon. Like, stop. Cool card, man. Um, but I'm not interested. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's a battle, man. But, you know, it's also the reason why you have a shop, sort of. Um, the things that come through the doors, it's, just, it's like a show every day, right? And these aren't dealers that are paying tons of money to set up and sell you their cards. Mm-hmm. These are just people off the streets that are just, you know, might need a little bit of money for their cards. And so, you know, we're just trying to be as transparent as possible when they come in. We think this is worth 50 bucks, so we can probably give you like 25, right. you know? I mean, we're not trying to get anyone. We're trying to just, you know, let you know I'm a store. This is what we can pay, and this is what you have. Um, and some people just think that they have way more than what, oh, yeah. what we assess but or they see the ebay uh asking price on there like yes. someone's asking yes. three thousand dollars sixteen thousand yeah. dollars yeah well if someone offered 50 they'd probably take yeah. it <laughs> so how long have you been in this location specifically uh this is our first and only location we opened in november of in last november year, yeah. so have you ever seen any big banger come through the door of a card it was like mouth drop someone trying to sell to you or trade to you or whatever um, to sell or trade to me, not really. Like they haven't really tried to. Any huge pulls out of here? There's been some big pulls. I know we hit the Joe Burrow Optic Contenders Gold one of ten, which was pretty fun. That's right up um, your alley there. Yeah, me and my friend Wade sat here and uh, we ripped through three boxes of Strat. I say ripped through because it was only supposed to be one, you know. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, well, let's do another. And then that was bad. <laughs> and then you're like, well, it's only up yeah. from here. <laughs> Right, and so we ripped through three boxes, and on the third box we hit the Lamelo RPA. It was fun. We sold it for some profit. I'd imagine, um, (laughs) you know, there, but nothing like you know too crazy yet. So come here, guys, and rip my wax. There's something crazy up there. I guarantee it. And we're gonna find it. Yeah, we're gonna find it. (laughs) I would say nothing five digits. You know, and I think that's where we are in cards right now. To put it. Like, before it was, any four-digit card, you're like, that was a monster, yeah. right? But, like, now cards are so crazy, we're kind of looking for five-digit cards when we're talking about those monster stories. Yep. So you're known as, like, being the grading guy. We were talking about this a little bit before going on. Do people get suspicious when you have raw cards under the glass for they sale? They do. <laughs> they do. Everyone thinks that I grade every single card. You know, they'll be looking at a uh, Romeo Langford <laughs> base prism, and they're like, oh, this won't grade, huh? And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, sir, I don't, I don't grade Romeo Langford right now. <laughs> Under what scenario would you grade <laughs> Romeo Langford? Was it Romeo's I mom was grading him last year. Yeah. yeah. 
when I was paying like six to ten bucks a slab for PSA. But yeah. you know, um, it was just the first. I don't know why he came up in my head, but those kind of players, man. There's like I, I kind of like, especially with just SGC as my only outlet right now and a twenty five dollar price point. There's only like a small window of cards that I'm filtering that way. Yeah. Um, and it's mainly stars. You know, and so if you're talking about guys that you're prospecting or that you're high on and you think might come up, but they haven't yet, I'm not reviewing them. I'm not grading them, you know? So, like, they're just sitting here. They can gem out. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're eights. But, you know, just because I have a raw card doesn't mean it's not a good good card to grade. I think Romeo might be psyched to know that he's I, on anyone's I hope mind. he's. Yeah. I hope he's listening. Yeah. What's up, Romeo? We'll make sure it happens. <laughs> so another thing that I wanted to ask was, your a lot of people follow your Instagram page and your like Sunday night slab sales. I don't think it's just Sunday night. I think you'll do it on random nights it's too. It's not, but you're making me curious. Has it been Sunday nights only? I feel like last the last one you did, you said we're having a Sunday night slab sale. I feel I like a, I love alliteration like you're that. You're probably yeah, that was nice. You're probably yeah. also getting a little insight into how busy I am. Yeah. So like <laughs> it was the only time that I've been having free so, time to do a slab yeah. sale is on Sunday night. So here's yeah. my air here's my uh airing of the grievances, <laughs> Seinfeld style. It's impossible to get one of those slabs. Yes. <laughs> it is impossible. Uh-huh. It is, do you ever get people um angry that say my comment was first? I do. How do you um, deal with it? I just say LOL. I screenshot. <laughs> yeah. There, I almost can feel it in my stomach when it's going to happen. There are certain cards where I'll post and it's, it's the, the you know, yep. it's the sold, 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 sold. And those are the ones where, like, I immediately just go to it and take a screenshot and I just wait a minute and then all of a sudden the DMs come. Did I get it? Did I get it? Did I get it? And I'm like, sorry, you know, I'll message you if you get it. Um, I could also say your, your prices are incredibly fair. I'm not going to say they're low, but they're very fair. Um, and that's probably why they sell so quick. So if someone's looking to buy slabs, like you're not trying to rip people off on these sales. You're trying to move cards. No, and that, I think that's why they sell so quickly, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people are avoiding tax, eBay tax, um, yep. because it's a flat price. So a lot of times it's 10% or so under eBay with no tax or shipping charge attached to it. But, I mean, that doesn't sound like the best deal, but I think what I am also known for is, like, you don't have to comp that. Um, You know it's going to be at that. And I always try to post those trendy players. Like, so I'm, again, I'm not posting Well, that's why I Romeo wanted to ask what PSA goes into 10. what you decide. You'll do, what, seven or eight at a time maybe? Yeah, around uh, basically, like, it's a formula in my head. I've tried to explain <laughs> it to people. It's like a beautiful mind just going yeah. <laughs> No, but it's like, it's a combination of can I be, like, do the comps tell the story that I want it to tell is number one. So I'll pick up a card, or first I'll look. It's like, is this a card that I think will snap on my Instagram? Is this a guy that people are messaging me for? Is this, like, Luca? Is this a Luca? Is this an Akuna? Is this a Soto? You know? Um, I'll pick it up if it is. And then I'll look up. Like, I I value – I don't like eBay comps. I don't value cards off of what eBay tells me. I value them off of my history of selling and how I know people value their cards. So sometimes we might be in a little pit, you know? But that usually means that that card's going back in a box for a little bit. Um – so I, I forget where I was going with that, to be honest like with you. Michael Scott. I'm like, so, sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't know where to end up. Sometimes I just start ranting. I, I warned you about yeah. this. I warned you about my but tangents. I, one thing that did come up when you were talking, so like when um when Acuna gets hurt, maybe those cards get shelved for a little bit. Oh, exactly, right? Get, oh, the yeah. formula. The brain. Yeah. It was the yeah. formula. Yeah. I told you. It's That's so how beautiful space, mind yeah, works. It, 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 There's so many compartments in there. I don't know how the formula actually works. 
Um, but again, so I'll just pull up the card and then I'll comp it. Like if, if the comps tell my story, so like if I bought that car for 200 comps are saying it's a $300 car, I'm like, well, I could sell that for 275. I'll be 10% under comps approximately. Don't get the math heads out. Oh, woo, woo, woo. That's actually 25%. Yeah. Uh, I don't want those guys, but you know, it would be under comps and it's a trendy card that people want. You know, it's an upscale car. It might be growing. They don't have to comp me. And, uh, it tells the story I want and I'm making my profit. You know, like I I got 200 in, I'm gonna net like 65 bucks after the transaction fees and let's move on. Yeah. And that's how I look at it. Whenever I just look for cards that fit the fit the formula. Like, is this card gonna snap when I post it? And I ask my employees a lot, do you think this will snap at this number? And they go, yeah, that'll snap. And then I'll post it and it'll snap. Oh, it snaps. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of souls to wade through. There you go. So I want to get into the the joys and pains of owning a shop. I feel like oh, a lot of people kind of look of <laughs> look at having a, you know owning a card shop is kind of the the dream like yeah. that that's making it. What are some of the things that you weren't expecting that are either like real pains in the butts or like unexpected highs of it of actually kind of accomplishing the dream, if you will? Yeah. Um, I guess the one tricky word in your question is unexpected because I don't know if I didn't like expect a lot of this stuff, you know. Um, but I will talk about the trials and tribulations. Please That's do. no problem. Yeah. Floor is yours. Uh, <laughs> I would say managing people is the hardest thing. If you don't come from that walk of life, mm -hmm. um, if you don't, like I come from accounting background at a law firm, which means I was in an office by myself. Now, yes, I picked up the phone. I deal with lawyers on the phone and stuff, but I'm not managing people. The hardest thing was coming here and getting people to work for you, to work with you, to not be a... Uh, macro manager micro manager you know like it's really hard to get your ducks in a row um yeah. with staff and people you trust and just you know that i think that's got to be the biggest battle 100 percent. how important is it just being personable like what really separates to in our experience the okay shop owners that you'll go back to if you're in the area versus the shop owners and the shops you'll seek out is like you just being a really nice guy and being personable it, does that play a pretty big role in getting people to come back and come back? I hope so, right? Um, a lot of people say that to me a lot, not to, you know, like to, but like we try, that's what we try to be. We we, we came into this space a little later than other people. Um, I just opened a store in November. There's people that have been doing this for 20 years. What we're trying to create is a, a space, a family oriented space where you can rip in like a friendly environment because we feel like that's kind of getting pushed out in a lot of different places. Um, and so the hope is that will transcend into something down the line where people do respect that and do see that and, you know, want to support us because of that. I will say, though, however, sometimes it does make you feel like, you know, the way that this hobby is growing and the money that some people are making off of it and whatnot that, you know, sometimes... You know, I'm not saying I want to do those things, right. but it's hard, man. Yeah. It's hard, you know, trying still to still a human people. being. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's hard, you know, balancing it. You know, you still have to make money at the end of the day. Yeah. But. And if someone if someone's listening and they're like, I want to be a shop owner, what I think is often overlooked. So you just opened in November. What was the process like to actually get wax to put on oh the wall and like allocations? So, like that's no walk in the park, is it? Uh, no, no. And I don't think that would have, like, like you said, impressive wax wall. This has taken me a long time to achieve. Mm. 
Uh, when we first opened, it was just the showcase over here it was one wax, all sports and Pokemon was in that one showcase. Um, and now we're up to a whole wax wall. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to have one distributor work with me uh, pretty closely and we've we've had a good relationship. Other than that, I don't get tons of product from them though. Um, I'm too new, you know, other than that, it's a battle. It's, it's relationships with other people that may have allocations and um, spending a lot of money with them to get product at a price where I can feel comfortable putting it in here. You know, when you walk in here, the boxes aren't, you, if you can't comp every box on eBay, it's not gonna be like the cheapest box on yeah, eBay, right? right? We always say there's a price to ripping live. Um, and like that, that too. That price is my time of culminating. Yes. You know, like you hear all the time people walking. I can't find pay, any sports cards. They're paying for an experience too. Mm -hmm. Like the same as exactly. going to a movie or a game. Like coming to a shop and opening live. I, I value. I, I have a dollar value that I put on that. I'm willing to pay higher because I'm going to have more fun coming in here and ripping. Exactly. I mean, I, that, that's the experience. That's what we're trying to grow here. You know, and so when we throw up some of our prices online and people are like, you know. The last one on eBay sold for 300. Why are you selling your boxes for 320? I'm like, <laughs> if you want Wade eBay boxes, go buy them. Yeah. But if you want to go buy, you know, boxes from someone you trust, that's going to give you five to ten dollars off through the register if you rip in the store anyway, which is an awesome thing that we usually do. That is awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, and have like you said an experience, and then you come here and you rip it here instead. Do you enjoy watching people rip? Absolutely. That's yeah. why we have that little coupon. So, yeah. again, any box that's over 100 we typically will get $5 off if you rip it live. And anyone over, like, $200 uh, is usually, like, $10 off if that's you awesome. rip it live. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a two-way street. It, you, get, you get to watch. You get to see all the cool stuff that comes out. And then usually when someone rips a box and they, maybe they didn't get the itch, yeah. uh, they, might want, to they might want another box. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's awesome. I would never. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It also might be a little bit of a sales tactic, but, uh, you know. Do you have anything else? Uh, I don't have anything else. Nash cards, uh, 3195. Wait, I have one more. Oh. I forgot. NFTs at all? Like no. Panini Digital, Top Shot, anything into that? They can't I am be not. graded, so. I'm yeah. not. Um, I just turned 36, and I feel like I'm, like, 56. You don't you have a board eight or a crypto cup. I right don't now? understand it okay. and I don't like change. Okay. So, um, I think it's great. Like, I think if people are liking it and, and having fun, then go for it. I'm not one of these haters. Like, you know, if tops or these other brands want to incorporate it, then yeah. that's fine. But I'm going to always be about the physicalness of the hobby. Um, I, when I first got into this hobby, it, I compared it to fantasy sports and that's yeah. what really got me into it because I was really gung-ho fantasy at the time and what I loved more about cards to fantasy is that you own the guys that you draft yeah. like you instead of drafting a player and he's on your team for a year and then you lose him in the it's ether like a lease. Yeah. it's yeah you, at least. Own with the card. you get to buy his card yeah. you own a piece of his stock you know and I just found that so fascinating and I, I don't ever want to lose that physical aspect and then you ride with them as they're like I'm big in on the NBA side I assume you're a basketball fan mm -hmm. like I have a lot of John Morant Jason Tatum mm -hmm. and they're like I'm checking box scores every night it's like I want Absolutely. these dudes to play well you're gonna hit 50 points you might take one out and sell it that night but I, I try reinvested but, the following yeah, yeah. <laughs> they um so the other question I have is, are you still big into fantasy sports? I love fantasy sports. Do you sports. fantasy basketball? I, mm, you had to ask about basketball. Fantasy football? Yes. Give us a – so this will – you'll either look like a genius or not so genius. This will release in a few weeks. I'm not Give genius. us a uh, – we just finished week four. Okay. Who's someone you buy, who you buy low on, try and get on the trade market right now? Oh, my 
goodness. Uh, you know what I would have said? I would have said Tyreek Hill until last week, and he had 50 points. That so I can't been pretty say that good. anymore. Yeah, can't do it. Because you know why? Because I have Tyreek Hill on my team, <laughs> and all the savvy owners in my – it's a $500 league, and all the savvy owners yeah. that try to steal my money every year were all, like, sending me these weak, weak trade offers. You can say whatever you want. These weak <laughs> trade offers for Tyreek Hill, so you know he was that yeah, buy yeah, low yeah. first-round target. Um, Or a guy you would sell high on, either one. Are you buying uh, Kyler Murray? I I would no quarterbacks. I tend to like if that you I will I would sell high on Kyler Murray if I had okay. him. Um, if you could get something valuable, because I'm the kind of guy that's old school that like replaces quarterback points on the waiver wire. It yeah. might not get as many of them, but it's easier to find a quarterback replacement than a running back. Are you a league. streaming defense guy? No, no. Are you a streaming defense guy? All all day. Yeah, no. Me too. So there, I know <laughs> that's what I'm supposed to do. Right? I did that for years. But my new strategy in a draft is like, you know, three rounds until the end. Be, yeah. You know, I draft that number one defense. Maybe try to jump people by yeah, a round. And yeah, and because to me it's like, yeah, I could get that flyer receiver that usually doesn't pan out. Or I could just never think about defense. <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah. I've never never had that be the case. I have to find a new defense every week. Yeah, it's stressful. It is stressful. And then yeah. if you do, like, the waiver bids, it's like – it's a war. And I hate using my – some leagues it'll run to the back, but we have waiver priority. I hate using my waiver spot mm -hmm. in case I need to, like, handcuff a running back yeah, or something. Not for, so I have to wait till free agency to get my defense. Yeah. And oftentimes it's not great. No. This turned into a fantasy football podcast. Didn't see it going there, but <laughs> – Plug away. Let's plug some Nash So we cards. got Nash cards, 3195 South Mount Juliet Road here in Mount Juliet, right Tennessee. Next to, what was it called? Donut Time, I think. Donut, Donut Time. time. In the, yeah. in the vapor shop. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, nice we got a gas station too. relationship yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Empty tank you can fill up too on the way home. Anything. We got everything here. On Facebook and Instagram, it's at Nash Cards. Twitter, Nash Cards One, uh, NashCards.com, and that's where you go through uh, for all this grading submission stuff. And yeah. Quick fingers for the slab sales. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, with NashCards.com, go on there for any of the grading. And if there's any questions, we always want people to go to support at nashcards.com is the best thing it's what sets us apart from other functions uh, i was other gonna group say subs. that too your customer service i know um nash cards has kind of a cult following in the facebook group sports card nonsense which is mike's group mm -hmm. um and it's just people singing praises on customer service all day long yeah so um it's so you're definitely intentional about it it's my wife uh okay. <laughs> her full-time job is to respond promptly to emails uh to support at nashcards.com and direct them into the right place where we solve answers. And I don't believe anyone else has a full support like dedicated to that. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really an amazing tool. And so I, I always get like DMs and little, you know, yeah. DMs <laughs> on my IG about grading and questions and like that. And you know, I'll try my best to help you, but we always urge people just to email support at nashcars.com and it'll take you there fast. Awesome. Chris, thank you so much. This has been awesome. And everyone get down here, Nash Cards. We're about to go rip. Thanks for having me guys. So that was Chris Kelsey of Nash Cards. Uh, big thanks to Chris for hanging out with us when they were closed, uh, showing us the ropes. Got to... Tell them about the uh, the geography of Chris's shop. The, so <laughs> Chris's shop is conveniently located between a donut shop and a vape store. Yeah. <laughs> you got between those and cards, you got everything you could possibly need right there. In one It'd be a big problem if I was right next to a donut shop. Look at the quality of the donuts. Uh, uh, average donuts, I feel like, are like, meh. I'd love to tell donut. you that if it was average donuts, it wouldn't be a problem. It'd be a problem. <laughs>
So let's jump into the next interview. It's with Kenny Anderson, former number two overall pick. NBA in legend. The NBA draft. Probably the best high school basketball player of all time. Um, just a just an awesome dude. Uh, he's my guy. Talked to him a few <laughs> times. Uh, he is he is just awesome. Um, it was a pleasure to sit down in his office and kind of hear both how he how his you know experience with cards and with autographs and all that kind of stuff goes, but also his vision for the future um, as he's a, a NIA NAIA men's coach. How gorgeous is that campus? Oh my gosh, it's so great! I am a sucker for a skyline. There's an awesome skyline view of Nashville from Fisk. If you're looking for a place to, to go play some ball, I'd like certainly do worse than going to, to yep. visit Kenny. And check out our socials because that day Andy sent us with a box of, I believe, 91 Skybox. And Kenny was able to rip it. And some of the old guys he played with played against. It was a nice little trip down memory lane for him. Yeah, he, he was digging that, which, which was really cool. But here is, uh, here's Kenny Anderson, talked a little bit of everything, like Jordan said. We also asked him, what would be your top shot moment? So here he is, NBA legend Kenny Anderson. And we are here with Mr. Chibs himself, NBA legend, arguably the greatest high school basketball player of all time, <laughs> Kenny Anderson. We're in your office here at Fisk. Yeah. How you doing, Kenny? I'm doing great, man. So I want first of all, I want to thank y'all for coming and put me on the show. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know of course. It was great, man. Thank you. When we were brainstorming, we we're like, man, we, we want this show to pop. Yeah. We want some athletes that. I mean, for lack of a better word, just like cool athletes who people yeah. grew up watching. It's yeah. like, I want to be that dude. You were one of those guys, yeah. whether you know it or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know somewhat, but my kids that I'm coaching now don't know me. Right. So yeah. the, is, the that, is that true? Yeah, they don't know me, but the, the father and mother, we're the same, so they do. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't they don't really get it. But um, that's great. But I just told these guys to work hard academically mm -hmm. and then basketball here at Fist. That's why we do it. So basketball season obviously coming up quick. How how are things looking for the year? Oh, we got very good young players, a good a good freshman class. Hopefully, you know, um, they can develop and be good good men, good men on 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 and off the court. But um, I gotta see first. I don't like to just I gotta see these games come and we gotta see they're very young, very young. Do you follow the NBA currently very much? A little bit. I, I like watching the, my, my Nets, Brooklyn Nets, yeah. Boston Celtics, Portland Trailblazers. Those are the three teams I give the most love to. And when they're on, I try to watch them. Any players that stand out that you try to make sure you tune into? All the, all the point guards. Yeah. Damian Lillard, uh, Steph Curry, Ru uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, just all the point guards. It's, 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 it's great NBA basketball. Kevin Durant, I love watching him play. Yep. Um, it's just awesome. Um, uh, the, the kid from uh, um, Milwaukee, what's his name? Giannis. Giannis. Yep. Giannis is great. Uh, Philly, uh, the big kid. Um, Embiid. Embiid. It's just a lot of great young talent in yep. the NBA. It's loaded right Low, now. It's loaded, loaded right now. So, it's uh, I don't I don't know if I could compete now in the oh, NBA please. with these young studs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you find your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, are you so wrapped up during the college season with what you have going on? Are you able to watch much of the D one or Power Five games? Nah, I watch them NCAA tournament. Yep. I watch, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm too tied up in my program and. You know, I'm trying to get better players and and just recruit. And my team 
It's, it's stressful. Now, coaching is stressful. <laughs> yeah. It's stressful. Yeah. Every day. You're on the phone. I'm on the phone with my team. I'm on the phone with other coaches. Just everything. It's uh, I'm 50 right now. I don't know. 54, 55. I don't know. But right now, I love doing <laughs> right what now. I'm doing right now. I love doing what I'm doing. And COVID knocked out last season, right? Yes. I didn't play. You know, COVID season. We're small school, yeah. so we, we didn't play. So I only been How'd here. How'd you do with three that? Years. Yeah, it was it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. But um it brought my family much closer. My son, my daughter, my wife, we was in it in the house together. We ran right here in the track yep. every morning, right here, and we and we we came back home. But we had to get out the house. Yeah. Got out the house for an hour or two, did that, and then we ate together. We we bonded. Family. I got I got more stronger with my family. It was interesting, man. It really was. I because I'm always on the road and things of that nature. When I wasn't, my, my, my kids wasn't in school. They, so we got time to play games and talk, and it, it, was, it was it was great for me because I I wasn't always there. I was always playing and all of that. And when I was, it was it was great for me. I'll tell you the truth. So when we were on our way in, uh, we, you know, drove kind of all yeah. around campus. Couldn't yeah. help but notice it's absolutely gorgeous. You got a yeah. view of the Nashville yeah. skyline. Yeah. Um, other than, than the physical beauty, and you mentioned the academics, yeah. what, is, what are some of the, the things that Fisk has to offer? Uh, great basketball. Yeah. Come, yeah. Coach Anderson is here. Yeah. Come Coached by an NBA me. legend. Can't say that yeah, very many places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, volleyball is great. Uh, women's basketball. We got soccer. We got golf. I think I saw the band out in the court. Yeah, they got the band. Pretty good. Great. They was getting after. So the activities here is is growing, and the school, all the the, all the buildings are are so ancient. You know, so Mm -hmm. old and so uh, history. It's a lot of history here at Fish University. It's like a proper college. Yes, it's now it's a big time college. You know, but. They brought me here just to raise the basketball awareness, and that's what I'm trying to do. And what's it mean to you personally to be on a campus of an HBCU school too? And we've seen kind of, I would say, parallel to you on the other side, what Deion Sanders is doing yeah, this, for a football program. You can do that for the basketball program yeah, here too. Yeah, HBCU, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, HBCU is huge. I went to Georgia Tech, so I didn't know on this. Yep. I, I know a lot of things is happening. Uh, the last three years I've been here, it's just an awesome feeling to be involved in the HBCU and been coaching here and seeing all the young black uh, students here. And I talk to them. I'm always on campus. It's just a great feeling. But we have to – I have to give off, you know, what I've been through in my life to help their growth. And it's just a great, great opportunity for myself. So why don't we jump into a little bit of card talk? Did yeah. you collect any basketball, football, baseball cards as a kid? No, I didn't. But when I got into the NBA and college, you know, I, I knew it was a big business. Do you remember? I, 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 it's probably a bigger deal now. But do you remember if any like photo shoots were specifically for cards? I think your most iconic rookie is you on draft night holding your jersey yeah, up. I, I, probably have a I think that's tops. Tops. I just did a deal with Tops. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I just signed a bunch of t- Tops nice. cards. What does that, that look like for a? Yeah, a that's lot that's of my draft card, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, love it. That, yeah, I have every, a few every, of them here. Yeah, everybody loved those. So what is what does that look like in now when they when they come to you? Uh, how did they get? So like this. 
This was yeah. well after your playing days you would assign this. Yeah. That's, what does that look like? This is a sticker auto. Yeah, is it just a sheet full of stickers in front of yes, you? Yes, yes. I yeah. signed a bunch of them, and uh, it's awesome. You know, you could give back your autograph to your fans, you know, that really watch me, and um, it's just a great feeling. Is there ever a wild autograph request during your career? <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> actually had in my notes but i, I but i'll tell you it's, you know i a few women that the, the yeah they told me i could sign on there yeah i got you i got like, you i think happy gilmore did that yeah, yeah, happy. yeah. and i thought it was a joke i was like come on no, it's serious like well hand yeah. me the sharp back then yeah, yeah it was, back then it was kind of it was kind of crazy so when you get like these big st sticker yeah, sheets yeah, to autograph yeah. you don't necessarily know what cards they're going on no um, i don't and it's I mean, does your, this may sound like a dumb question. Yeah. Does your hand get tired? Oh, yeah. My hand is very tired. But um, you just you get tired, you got to rest, and then you continue. Because I'll tell you this. You, yeah. you may not even know this yeah. on the athlete side. We're nerd collectors. Oh. They grade the actual autograph as well. So what my grade is? Well, it depends on how, how much time you took when you signed it. Let me, let me look at this prism card. We'll put it up on. It looks pretty. That's a pretty solid autograph. Yeah, that's, my, that's probably like my fifth autograph in that you're fifth, yeah. it's, it's good i'm, I'm good because sometimes it'll go off the sticker if you're getting tired yeah, or whatever, and then tired, it won't grade yeah. well so yeah that was a good looking autograph yeah, yeah definitely definitely i also want to talk to you about so um the players association signed a deal with the nba mm -hmm. tour have you heard of nba top shot at all no I so ain't. so it's like digital cards they're called oh, nfts yeah i'm on i, I i've been Getting, I got some information yeah. on it, and I'm, I think I'm about to get on it. Really? Oh, so I love it. So we were going yeah, to digital, like, I, I, like yeah. get a message to Roham, who's the CEO yeah. of Dapper, yeah. and be like, "Man, we need Kenny on to yeah. run it back." So yeah, you so can run talk it back to him. is coming. What, run it uh, back. Yeah. Do you have a play that stands out that you would want to be your premier moment? Well, everybody always talk about it when I was in college, the Bob Hurley yep. move. That's, that's everybody. Yep. But I have a bunch of plays in the NBA, but I don't really remember them. But the, the Bob Hurley, Georgia Tech, I'm always – because the fans always tell me that. That's the YouTube favorite right that's there. That's the YouTube favorite. <laughs> and, um, but I had a lot of, um, you know, you know, I played 14 years at NBA, two years at Georgia Tech, and four years. I got so many moves Would out you prefer there. it be like a crossover or a dunk? I, I ain't dunked the ball that much. Yeah, so you, I, you I, had a few, though. I have about have three few. dunks in my yeah. life. <laughs> I didn't want to jump that hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to risk falling that hard either. Yeah, that's way up yeah, there. That's way up. yeah, you're right about that. Or would you rather it be a dime? A, a pass. I got a lot of assists, so that would yeah. be cool. Um, yeah, Just talking about cards, like you still sign now. You say you have a deal coming up with yeah. cards now. Um, is there anything that you think you would get into – collecting or if you have you know son niece nephew or yeah. whatever is there anyone around you that collects and the other part of that question is were you ever around teammates that collected was no it ever I, I, a don't, thing? I don't know i don't i didn't know when i played in the lead oh it wasn't that many guys that collected yeah. or i didn't know um and i don't my son right now i don't think he collects but I know they collect sneakers. They big with these sneaker deals. It's a kind son. of a parallel yeah. market. Yeah. Yes, with yes. sneakers and cards. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's interesting though. But I don't now. Do they wear the sneakers that they get? Or they he sells them, them and he sells. Okay. And he wears them. It's weird. I love it's it. Weird. I love yeah, it. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Do you have a favorite sneaker? Um, 
Yeah, my uh, the flights. Yeah, yeah my, the, the flights. Uh, what I wore my freshman year at Georgia Tech. They were awesome. I, I think. They, and then you know a, a fan of mine sent me a pair of them. Really? And I wear them. I wear them. They brand. They kind of like brand new kind of. There's flights, Nike, blue and white, Georgia Tech colors. The blue was nice, man. It's lovely. Fisk is a Nike school, right? Yes, right now I'm, I'm working on it. But they gave they gave me uniforms and they, I'm Nike. But they I mean, as give, we sit here right no now, check. you'll see the video, Nike, Nike, Nike. Yeah, Nike. They didn't give me no check, though, but they give they take care of my, my team. Yeah, so. there's still time for that. Yeah. Okay, great. We'll, we'll, yeah. tweet, them. we'll yeah. tweet them. Yeah, tweet them. They'll definitely tweet listen them. to us but they take care. Nike. <laughs> but they took care of my, my, my team with sneakers, awesome. uniforms every year, so it's a blessing. And the kids love that. Yes, uh, they do. Yeah. Um, so I want to switch gears again to your playing days. Yeah. Uh, do you have, and this is, again, just kind of a – Nerd question. Do you have a favorite colorway from all the teams you played with? So you you had some legendary colorways. You yeah. had the red, blue, and white with the Nets yes. back when the Nets logo was yeah. sick. Yes. And then the Georgia Tech black and gold. Yeah. If if your wardrobe could only go to one colorway, which way would you pick? I would pick my high school uh, okay. away, uh, the Carolina blue. We had the light oh, blue. We had yeah. the light blue and white. It was awesome, man, the light blue and white. My high school, Archbishop Malloy High School. Uh, and you know, my high school was means the world of me because I was a four year all city, and I I did it, and Kareem Abdul Jabbar did it. That was it. And you were ar- you are arguably the best high yeah, school player yeah, of all yeah. time. Th- thank you. And it's <laughs> yeah. I mean how yeah. how awesome is it just to like be able to say that like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous like, yeah, it's, like, it's a, arguably it's a, it's i was the best high school player of all time yeah it was a great accomplishment um it's a great feeling when i hear someone else say that now i'm a little older now but my high school i always think about my high school days i got my my high school my freshman year my freshman year when we won the city i didn't even there it is we'll get a picture of it 87 city champions i ain't got them up but that was my first big time accomplishment winning as a as a, as a freshman I was on the varsity as a freshman, and that was the, we won the city championship. They have we have a throwback from your Nets days in here. Oh, wow. are there throwbacks of your high school jersey? No, nah, it's so we got to get some made. Yeah, we got to get some school. made. But they made them. You know, they make them. I don't know what high school uh, the throwbacks they make them. I've seen like Kobe, Lower yeah, Merion yeah, High they, they, School. They See mine, Malloy. I forgot what company, but they got the light blue one. Yeah, they got the light blue I'll one. Find that. One yeah, the yeah, number twelve. Yeah, it was it's beautiful. Got a question? Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about high school career. Did you play in some pretty packed houses? Yeah, man, crazy, yeah. crazy. You know, I played in the Beach Ball Classic in South Carolina. Uh, Myrtle Beach Ball Classic was awesome. I played against some great players: Grand Hill, Jimmy, Jimmy Jackson, uh, um, Jermaine O'Neal, yep. Barry Manning. You know, went to school. It was awesome. Uh, Uclair. He went to Uclair High School in South Carolina. Uh, I played against some great, some great competition and, and beach ball classic in South Carolina. It was awesome. Jumping to the NBA, who was the one or two guys that when you saw them coming on the court, you're like, man, I got to guard this dude tonight. Like everybody, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't everybody. You know, back then it was, um, you know, it didn't matter. It was very, you, you, you at the highest level. Of competition, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, uh, Tim Hardaway, uh, every I, I, John Stockton, Gary Payton, 
just it goes goes on and on. So I, I like to say that competition back then was very tough. You don't have to name names, but was there any a time you looked across the floor and you're like, I'm putting 30 on this dude? No, nah, you know, in, in pros, I never did. I, I wanted to put 30 or 20 on everybody. Yeah. I was going <laughs> at him because I understood the competition level and where it all, where it all was, what it was all about. You had to compete, man. It was great players on every level. Love it. Well, we're going to get some stuff rounded up here. Before okay. we get off the mics, yeah. can you plug Fisk? Like, tell people where they can find more information and maybe a uh, four-star recruit out here. Is yeah, I need play. a four-star. You, you, you? Could get a, you could get in touch with me at Chibs underscore one. Okay. Um, or Kenny Anderson, 7357. Kenny Anderson. That's my Instagram. Okay. You stay in and touch. And you're active. You have a good Twitter account. Yeah, yeah it was. I, I I killed my Twitter because okay. I'm going into the season, so I, I went to Instagram. You going to bring Instagram. it back after? Yes, March, okay. March. I bring my like Twitter LeBron back. Yeah, LeBron Zero yeah. Dark Thirty. Yeah. March, March. I bring my Twitter back, but I'm still on Instagram. You know, just telling y'all what it's about coaching on different. You know, when I go to different colleges yep. to play different schools and recruitment, Instagram is big. So I'm Kenny Anderson, seventy three fifty seven. And then the last question, um, if there's a sophomore, junior out there listening to this right now, a piece of advice if they want to play college ball? Just keep working hard, man, and uh, just keep working hard academically and basketball-wise because in the NBA, I know a lot of – you watch all these NBA games, you're like, oh, I want to go to the NBA, but it's only 450 young men in the NBA. Yep. College is the way to go, but it's education first, basketball second. Awesome. Kenny, thanks for your time. Much appreciated, as always. We love talking to you. And uh, we're is going to be a powerhouse in a yeah, couple yeah, years. I'm, I'm pushing you got a couple of recruiters for yeah, you here. Yeah, we're y'all got a recruit for yeah, me, man. we got you. <laughs> all right, my man. Thank you. My guy, Kenny my guy. Anderson. I love Kenny. Love that dude. And if you're on Instagram, got to give him a follow. Plenty of content. A good, con- a good podcast host would have his Instagram handle ready to go now. I, I don't know. Just just search Kenny Anderson. So here, the, no, because the tip we have to give people is he is not active on his verified yeah. Instagram. It's, it's the one that's like at Kenny Anderson 7239, yeah. something along those it's lines. It's the low-key account. Yeah. Love yeah. It. The one that's being posted to plenty. Big big coffee guy. Love that. Big coffee so guy. This idea with a coffee cup in my hand. All right. Enough of that nonsense. Let's jump into some segments. All right. This is the one you've been waiting for all week. By you, I, of course, mean me. Soccer updates. We had a, a couple fans <laughs> that were uh, big fans of the soccer content last week. So Shout we, out those guys. We're, we're diving into it head on this week. It is the international break, which means, I don't know, stuff should be dipping a little bit, I would assume. So I can buy Mbappe right now. Buy Mbappe right now. Right. I would, especially between now and like whenever their first, their first game is. Like none of these games in Europe are very high, high profile. Different story in America. We'll get to that in a second. So anyway, stuff should be down across the board. But we were discussing this in the office yesterday. One of my biggest buys right now is Wax from this past season. The guys in the soccer guard United call it the Jude class. Uh, you got Jude, Pedri, um, Musiala, Muakoko. I'm trying to think. Uh, there's just uh, Graven Birch. There's so many good rookies in this past class. Um, uh, Kiram Adiemi. There's can so I, many. Can I tell you something? Yes. So you told me this yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I loaded up on wax. As so you should have. I asked you, all right, this rookie class, what should I buy? And it was Topps Chrome, right? 
Those Tops, are Tops Chrome. Chrome. Yep. You can get Tops Chrome on Blowout right now for four forty nine a hobby. That's exactly where I bought it. It will be here in a few days, and it will go on a high shelf in the basement, not to be touched. Plus, that, that makes for a good like uh, zoom background on the open yeah. box behind you. And like I looked at the seventeen eighteen of Tops Chrome, which Mbappe's flagship rookie is his prism. It's not his tops. Like his prism is what everybody's after. So like it It'd be won't be pretty sick to have a hyper prism with that. <laughs> and if anyone has one, you can donate it. <laughs> um, but like those boxes would go for nuts. So the tops chrome shouldn't go for that crazy from a few years ago. But they're almost three thousand dollars on blowout. In other years, they just don't even have. Yeah. So and you may I, be onto something. I've here. told you that like it is a historic rookie class. I don't think there's anybody in this class that, that's going to be your Haaland or your Mbappe, but there is a ton of guys in this class that could be world-class. Um, maybe even in like the, the Neymar-type uh, level, which obviously Neymar doesn't, doesn't move the needle super ton in, in the hobby, but kind of that level so, as far so. as world-class. I'm all in. It's a, great, it's a great tip. So for the listeners buying the Lex, I think, though... And most of our listeners probably do fall in this boat. You might have to be closer to me when it comes to soccer and not... Like, if yeah. you have temptation to rip it, it could be a problem. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably sitting on three, three, four years. Not me personally, because I would have no ability to wait that long. But, but I, if yeah. I'm... For the tip I'm giving, sit on it for three or four years. Wait till Pedri is the next chavy. If you think then... you can wait. I have no emotional attachment to it. I'll have no problem not ripping it. So it'll sit there. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm doing the same thing with this year's NFL class. That I could have a problem with. Yeah, we'll exactly. See. Uh, Merlin is three eighty nine on blowout. Same deal. I, that is such a good product too. Uh, I'm I'm all in on both. You can get Stadium Club for two ninety nine on blowout and slightly less on on eBay. That is a really good product to rip. Like it's maybe the f- most fun thing I've ever ripped. I'm not sure that that is in quite the same class as far as like. What's investment. that thing I got you in Alaska? Museum. So museum is a really interesting one. the 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 hobby is sleeping on museum so much right now. But it is so high end. Like the cards in there are really nice. Um, I have a Adeyemi to forty nine. Which I mean, he's one of the big, big rookies in this class, and I can't hardly move that thing. Which at this point, I'm just gonna hold it because, but like for whatever reason, people are like, "Nah, I'm good on museum." I think they're eventually people are gonna wake up to it. I feel like it's it's kind of like hashtag normalize SGC. Like eventually people are gonna wake up to it. And I love as it, I mean this podcast, so you can't see, but every time you do. Hashtag normalize SGC. You hit your fingers together, <laughs> making the hashtag sign. Got to. Just for emphasis. Um, Neon Future by Steve Aoki came out in the last couple weeks. Uh, people are, are sleeping on that too. The cards in that look really good. I know I know you're a huge Steve Aoki fan, so you're gonna be wanting want to get in on Steve, this. Steve, if you're listening, come on the podcast. I know nothing about him other than he's into cards, which means he's Long okay. Hair, DJ, ubiquitous. He is everywhere. Okay. And, and speci- specifically in the soccer card game. Yeah. He's if everywhere. he's into cards, he he should come on the podcast. Um I, him and Gary V, they can both come on. Yeah, open invite to both of them if they ever want to pop on. I mean, I, I guess we'd make the time. But I, I guess we would. Yeah. He, uh, I don't. Do you think that his name's literally on the card, right? Oh yeah, he has like his own autographed card in the checklist. What, like a Steve Aoki autograph card? Yeah, picture of him in an auto. Has anyone pulled one? Oh, I'm sure they have. I, what they I can't imagine they were real thrilled with that being the case. <laughs> But anyway, point being, um, these are very similar cards to Topps Chrome, with even maybe just a little more pizzazz. Like I think they're really cool. I think I think that this is going to be one of the more um, like when we look back in 
two years, people would be like, why weren't they all over that to start with? I'm over that. Um, two more things. Jonathan David has a tops now rookie card right now. He's a striker. I'm going to say he plays for Lille in France. Um, but he's Canadian. Like there's a huge market in, in North America for, for soccer guys like that. Like I'm on that. And basically any card I find on tops now, that's a rookie card. I'm snatching up. I think they're usually 10 bucks a pop free shipping. Even if he doesn't turn out to be anything like that was well worth a $10 investment. And my last thing, um, the U.S. men's national team has a qualifier against Mexico on Friday. This is the time to be listing your stuff. So I should um, list all Freddie Adu right now. All Freddie Adu needs to be up. All, right. all those PSA 10s, got to get them up. Um, there's going to be as much buzz about an American soccer game as maybe ever. Like, it's it's a big one on Friday. The really good American dude plays? Uh, Pulisic? Yeah. Um, he, I think so. I think he played uh, this past weekend for Chelsea, maybe like 10-ish minutes. He, he's coming back from injury. So hopefully he will, he'll line up. Um, and then my guy, Ricardo Pepe, um, I'm sure he'll start up front. Patrick, oh my gosh. I just need that thing back from SGC. Just need it should be any day now. Yeah. Have you checked to see if the grades popped? I have not. We, we should do that when we get back to the office. If the internet's working. The internet's not working. <laughs> All right, let's jump ahead. Hook, line, and sinker. Gambling. All right, so... We were discussing this before the show. People need to be jumping on Memphis Futures. So I did a little bit more research on to to which means I read a few articles. I was say, that, that seems like vastly overstating. I can't I can't find anyone that doesn't have Memphis winning that conference. Like for, it for seems context, like, they are plus two fifty to win the American. We have They're to be missing favorites with Houston. We have to be missing something that or Vegas is just taking into account there could be suspicions. Fifty fifty chance they get suspended. Right. But if they don't, and we, I mean, we've talked to Petty before on a separate podcast. He's not going to dick around. Not a, not a dick arounder. He is. He will be wanting to rip out throats, especially the way the last two seasons have gone. Yeah, because he had Wiseman lost him to suspension last year. Didn't go well. This is the year. He's low key on the hot seat. I would imagine. And he has Amani Bates, who is supposed to be like the next LeBron coming. He's going to be a lead guard for them, which will be interesting at six nine. And I like this is the year I, I liken Penny to a college football coach that just wants to run up the score on everybody because it, it's complete revenge to her mode. Yeah, so definitely. And, it, and it's Houston not, lost a lot of talent. So right? Haas, uh, Houston lost Grimes, Gorham, and Giroux from last year. That's three of their top four scorers, and I think four of their five starters from last year. Like they made the final four, which I mean, did you remember that they made the final four? No. They, made, <laughs> they were a last very, year? Last year. They also, oh. I don't believe they played a single-digit seed their entire way to the Final Four, which basically makes it not count. Let's put this in card terms. You put $1,000 on Memphis to win the conference. With your just your profit, you could get like a Luka PSA 10, green prism rookie, maybe if it stays a little lower, definitely the red, white, and blue prism rookie. For something that seems... Slam dunk. I, it, it will, won't it take injuries or suspensions for this not to happen? Yeah, I would think so. Because they have, there's not, I can't even remember the name now, but they have another top five pick. Another very And then like very another top 15 now. pick. They are loaded for that conference. Should be very good. They're plus 425 to make the final four and plus 1500 to win it all. Sprinkle some on the win it all, I too. I threw, I threw a cheeky fiver on all three. You know who most, what, who most articles had getting third in that conference? Your boys. I'm assuming Wichita. Wichita State. <laughs> Shout out Ron Baker, our guy. We should get Ron on the show. We should get Ron on the show. He has 
So I, Ron doesn't even know this. I haven't even told him. I have started to PC Ron a little bit. As one does. He has a lot of autos out there. Hmm. He has a lot. And they a go for more than you left. think. Like 30, 35 bucks. That is more yeah. than I would have thought. Yeah. But there's some slick autos. So yeah, we could bring him on and have him talk about, um, have, let's have Ron break down sticker versus on-card auto. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a riveting topic. <laughs> Um, a couple more futures that I'm on. UCLA is plus 105 to win the Pac-12. They bring back everybody from a Final Four team. Um, and the Pac-12 is garbage. I think Oregon is the second best team in the conference. And I'm never trusting Oregon. I think UCLA is a slam dunk. Uh, Kansas is plus 190 to win the Ugh. Big 12. They win the Big 12 every year. Yeah, how, how would every you, year. How would they not win it again this year? Um, they how do you ever lose games five on eight? I don't know how you would do that. That's a very good question. Um, and my, my deep, deep pick, Utah State to win the Mountain West is plus 800. Why? Because of hashtag, right, hashtag reasons. Name a Utah State player. Go. I cannot do that. <laughs> but I assure you, they are undervalued at plus 800. I'm out here preaching about Memphis, and I can only <laughs> name one Memphis player. All right, let's do, um, before we tease next week, reminder for everybody, we're giving away a PSA 10 slab. It's Lou Bob. Some of you call him Louis Robert. Some of you call him... Louis Robert. Louis Robert. Either way, it's Lou Bob, PSA 10, 2020 Bowman Chrome Prospects. We're just going to give it away. All you have to do is take a screenshot of your review that you left the podcast and send it to us on any of the social medias. We don't care. I... So due to my OCD, I am keeping our inbox clean, but I am screenshotting them all and putting them all in a Dropbox folder that's called Entries, and we will pick one before episode three. So do that. You I can... didn't notice that you were doing that. I, I, I should have known. Because <laughs> I was like, man, I really should leave these in the inbox, but can't do that. Can't I'd do have that. to log out of the account if I did that. So they're all gone, but they're all in our Dropbox folder, all in Entries. We will randomize them and get you a winner before the third episode. And speaking of the third episode, another banger coming. Yeah, we got the, the guys and gal from uh, Louisville Sports Cards. Um, that was a really fun interview. They that's Also in store. Also in store. Yeah, this isn't a, a fun part, but it is an interesting part. They had a robbery a couple weeks before um, before we were there. So Where we interviewed them? Story. Yeah. They, Danny Ocean, through the roof, through the ceiling, right above where we were interviewing them. Yeah, it was wild. Which was pretty weird, but it was, uh, again, we bought some wax, we bought some singles from them, had a great time. Didn't leave it there that time. So that Didn't was, leave that it there that time. Uh, so Chris has a huge vintage collection, a lot of vintage baseball, and Garrett has a huge MJ collection. Um, Andy said that Garrett's was as big as his MJ collection, Garrett said. Cap, I believe, as the kids say. But huge MJ collection. Um, I mean, it's mostly just, just a measuring contest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they were awesome. Uh, Louisville Sports Cards, it was uh, it, it was a really good interview. And we got, so what, four total people four total from Louisville people. Sp- Sports four Cards. You'll hear. Four voices you'll hear. Awesome time. Great people. Going to be an editing nightmare. And, <laughs> but cannot recommend them enough. They, they're just awesome. And then we also are going to have K.J. Wall next week who's defensive back. The University of Notre Dame. We are also going to have K.J. Wallace next week, who is a defensive back for Notre Dame, your, your, your team. <laughs> Not my team. <laughs> Not my team. Here's, here's the thing with K.J. He came in, we talked NFTs, had a good time. 
CryptoPunks, Top Shot, Bored Apes, Bubblegum Kids. He had a great theory as to why all of the NFTs are animal-themed, which I think, it, yep. you listen for that one. It, it was very good. Speaking of great theory, this will be very apparent in the interview. He's much smarter than much we are. Smarter than we are. And we did our best. We went to Bethel, he went to Notre Dame. Yeah. That, that well, not only did he right go there. to Notre Dame, his final five schools, I think, were Notre Dame, Northwestern, Stanford, Duke. I mean, tell me you're a nerd without that. <laughs> yeah. He is incredibly intelligent. We did our best to keep up, um, but it's a great time. And he he's on a great podcast, too, the In the Garage podcast, uh, which features him, some other Notre Dame players. Kyle Hamilton is on there. Um, yep, so we promoted that and then talked to KJ. So next week, Louisville Sports Cards, KJ Wallace. We'll have more segments. I'm sure we will. Uh, and if you guys want to follow us on on socials, we're at Big Rip Energy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, if you have the time and want to get get involved in the giveaway, uh, leave us a review and then screenshot it and send it to us. And the more you spread the word, the more hashtag blessings will be coming to you this Christmas season. <laughs> Definitely. Goodbye. <laughs>